0: You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands in the leisure and entertainment industries get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit nicolarally.com for more details and read Nicola's Amazon best selling book, The Power of PR. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. Today, I have a guest with me, as always. I have the lovely Victoria Deer, who I've been working with for a couple of years now. Victoria helps entrepreneurs and industry leaders fall in love with their life again using her HEAL method. And I know a bit about her HEAL method, and I think it's a really good one to talk through. So welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> I know this, people, but every time I talk to Victoria, there's another weird story that she tells me. <laughs> and I'm, like, fascinated by her life. So I'm going to start with some weird stories just so you can see what I mean. Like, one of the things that happened is... She's been appointed as an African oracle. Just tell us what happened. So I used to be in
1: corporate, very successful, multi-six figures. I was very logical. One plus one equals two. It it was what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Like I knew this was it. Like there was that feeling. I knew that um, I was always going to manage projects, programs and and I loved every single minute of it. Even when I speak now, my eyes actually light up because I enjoy love working in strategy and projects and this life would have it. They always say that um, God laughs when you're making a plan because my life literally got turned upside down and, um, and the corporate world closed down on me for almost 15 years. I've been headhunted. Yeah. The, f- the phone stopped ringing. And initially I was, like what have I done did I make a mistake with the contract and nobody would call so I started reaching out and I'd be like hi is there a job going you know is there a contract and every time that there would be a contract up and running the next day it would disappear okay and eventually um, people would come up to me in the streets and go until you surrender to your purpose nothing's going to change what? Who would come up during the street? Anybody, anybody. I would, I would be walking around. I'd be in tears sometimes, like because I was so terrified. Because I had about two years' worth of money in my account, and I'd always been used to making, you know, a lot of money. Yeah, and, and from having that to not having anything coming in, and I love. The luxurious lifestyle, (laughs) yeah, and I'm having to sort of like and having to sort of like shave everything around and go. Nope, you can't do that anymore, Vic. You can't travel at a whim's glance, everything else. And um, people just turn up to me. Different people would just walk up to me in the street and go, "Until you surrender to your purpose, nothing's going to change."
0: And And there was nothing in your head that was going. Okay, well, what's the purpose then? Of course there was, but there was no answer. they would
1: literally say it and walk off, or they would say. Um, well, you need—that's something you need to look into—and it really used to annoy me because I was at the worst point in my life, and I'm quite a jovial person. Yeah. Um, I, I was scared more than anything else. I mean, you know, I'm single. Um, there was nobody else that I could think to. Well, do you know what? If I'm going through a tough time, you can at least help make it better. It all rested on my head. And I also look after my family as well. You know, in Africa and stuff, we take responsibility for our family. So it's not just you that you have to worry about. Anyway, I'm having all these people come up to me and gradually um, somebody uh, turned around to me and said, will you do some healing for me? And I was like, like I don't know. I don't know what that means or how to heal. And they're like, no, but you've got healing hands. And I remember touching this person and they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. How How did they know? How did they know? No no idea. No, my my life's weird. It is weird. (laughs) Um, And because I was, it got to the point where I was almost broke. I was like, if I can make money from this, if people say I'm healing them and they're prepared to come and give me the money, I'll take it. So I started charging for healing sessions and people would come to me. people would ring me from America and give me their story and I would help them with trauma that they had been experiencing people not being able to sleep and um, people going through family conflict and I literally would either speak to them use my hands project energy through the screen which I thought was an absolute farce at the time and stuff and they would feel better. How did you know how to and they do was- it? No idea. I, I literally just, it, it was intuition. But what was really interesting, um, my dad died in 2016. And I think that shifted something. And I don't know how or why, but there was a lady on Loose Women who came on and she was a psychic. Now, I'm not a psychic goer. i It's not something that I necessarily lead into. But this woman just hooked me. So I started stalking her. I went looking for her, found out who she was, booked an appointment. It was a two month appointment um, wait. And she happened to be in Selfridges. And I went into Selfridges, went downstairs to where this woman was. And it was a company called Psychic Sisters. And I went downstairs and I waited and she turned round, Jane she's called, and she turned around, she looked at me, she went, "Ah, you're one of us. And I was like, one of who? She said, you're one of us, aren't you? I was like, I don't know what you mean. She's like, well, you've got my gift. I said, well, one, I don't know what your gift is. Yeah. Two, I just came to see you. And um, she and she turned around and she went, by the way, your dad's not happy that you're here because my dad's a devout Christian. She was like, he's not happy that you're here, but he'd been gone by this time, right? So I sort of like almost start shaking and feeling a bit teary. And she took me into the room and she went, this is your job and you need to come in on Tuesday and I'll see if I can help you and she created this space in Selfridges and I went in the next Tuesday and she kept on putting people I'd never met into this room and she'd say to me speak to them. God that'd be scary. Yeah and I would tell them what I knew about them and the first woman I did it to started shaking she was like how Do you know what this talk about me? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. And after the third or fourth person, Jane came in and she said to me, I'm going to give you a Sunday slot. And that's how I started to understand that there was a business around healing, being intuitive and everything else. I didn't know what I was doing. I literally spoke. The words came out, touched, people got healed and it just grew from there.
0: It's weird, isn't it? Because we've talked about this before, about how that happened to me. Like somebody yeah. said to me like, oh, you're one of us, you're a, you're a, you're a psychic. And I was like, oh, what? Um, and unlike you, I decided to run the other way from it rather than go and try and find out. Um, so how, Be- did you, how did that lead then into you being paid to fly to these places and heal people? so just to just to
1: connect very quickly so the 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 initial thing was because back to the, the last story because I did lean into that I started to accept I started to just open up and getting people to gift me so I started to receive because I didn't know how else to do it I was so broke I was I was literally I had nothing financially but all I had was me my faith in that Whatever I was doing, I was doing for the goodness of all. And people started to connect to me. So the first thing was I went to a Tony Robbins event. So Tony Robbins and his community have done a lot for me. Um, I'm not a Tony worshiper. I always tell people that. But his community have done so much for me. So the first one was going to a retreat that he normally hosts. And a couple saw me. Well, I saw one first and then both of them saw me at four o'clock in the morning, asked me to tell them my story. I said, and I believe there is a woman in Africa who knows and understands the work I'm doing and I'm gonna go and see her. And the guy starts to move his hands in and out. And I asked his wife, what's he doing? She said, he's scanning, made no sense to me whatsoever. And he turns around to me and says, you need to go to Africa now. I said, Do, I said, I said, I will go to see this woman. He goes, no, no, you need to go now. And I'm like, well, I'm in Tenerife with you. So that's not going to happen straight away. And also I need to secure the funds for that. And after him really annoying me because he kept on insisting, he went, give my wife your details. We're paying for the flight. Wow. And within 10 hours, they'd booked the flight, sent me the details. And a month later, I went to Cameroon where met this woman, spent 50 hours in the jungle, didn't know what I was there for. I just thought I was gonna do a a meet and greet and somebody to make sense of all the craziness over the last few years. And when I asked her why I was here, she said, you're the next oracle. And an African oracle is a very powerful healer, healer, a very powerful seer. And I didn't know what I was gonna do with it. It was quite weird. It was a weird experience, but I loved it. It connected to my heart. And I wanted to stay there in Africa. And she said, no, you have to come back to England. Now, this is a woman who doesn't read, doesn't write, has never traveled. And I sobbed, I sobbed probably more than I ever have done in my life. And she said to me, the work you have to do isn't here. You have to go back and do the work. So I got on the flight and came back. But as an African Oracle? As an African Oracle anointed and everything. And when I came back, I was like lost. I was lost, I didn't know what to do. And get this, on the flight home, on the flight home, I get a message from somebody saying, oh my God, there's this party in Kensington, you need to come. Now remember, I've been in the jungle, right? And I've I spent 50 hours there and I'm emotional, I'm confused, I'm relieved in a way. And then somebody's telling me that there's a posh party happening in Kensington is the last thing I wanna do. So I politely decline and then I hear a voice. And this voice says, from now on, you say yes to everything. Oh, I was like, you've got to give yeah. me <laughs> I'm like, you've got to give me a break because by this time I'm exhausted. I'm still trying to find how I can get back to my luxurious life. Yeah. And then I'm getting this voice saying, I get to that event, I get to this party, I see someone who then gives me a hug, confides in me and gives me a ticket worth $150,000 to be a, a Platinum member guest at the Tony Robbins event, which is part of his mastermind. What, did he say what? No, they they literally, it was a she, she, she came and she spoke to, I'd actually seen this woman before, a few months before, and she wasn't very friendly, which is quite interesting. So I was like, I don't think I'll ever speak to this woman again because I don't find her very friendly. But then a few months later, she's confided in me and talking to me. And she gets up to leave and she turns around and she says, I have just received a message. There is something that I have that everybody has been wanting. I've been saying no to. Now I know this is for you and I would love for you to accept it. And she did. And my friend who was sat next to me literally almost fainted. And because I'm so used to this happening to me, I just turned around to her after this woman turned away. I went, I don't know why you're doing that. Said, I'm not going. Because I was like, it means I have to go to America. No, you don't you just got Latin- back. I'd only just got back from Africa. So it meant I had to go to America this time round. I didn't know how I was gonna pay for it. Like literally, I was just like, it's not happening. And every time I told people the story in this hotel, we're in this hotel for three days, I would bump into somebody who was a friend of Tony's, like a personal friend. And all they kept on saying to me was just say yes. That was the only phrase they would say, just say yes. So I freaked out, tears literally had a tantrum. And then I said, fine, I'll go. And as soon as I said I'd go, somebody gifted me a hotel room worth $8,000. Wow. So I just had to look for the money to fly over. And I flew to America with $200 in my pocket because I was spent, like I literally had zilch. I got to the airport and the woman who had gifted me the hotel room, met me and she said, oh, well, because she's gonna meet a friend of mine. I was like, oh, cool. And I'm thinking, I've got $200, how do I get from Miami to West Palm Beach and how do I feed myself? And this woman who I'd never met had bought me a ticket, first class from Miami on a train to uh, West Palm Beach, food included, drink included. I was just like, oh, I was like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. I couldn't help it. I was just so grateful because I was so hungry. I ate my way to West Palm Beach, she paid for the hotel. And once I got to the hotel room, I just kept on manifesting some great opportunities. One of which, one of Tony's business partners, Alison Armstrong, she's the author of The Queen's Code. She got introduced to me and she was like, I need you to come with me to to Hawaii. So she paid for a condo, somebody else rang me and said, by the way, I've booked your ticket and I, I went to Hawaii for eight days and we lived together. And what and did she I, want your help with? She wanted me, so my energy is quite high and now I've accepted it. At the time I used to shy away from it. She wanted me to be in her home and to help to align the energy in the house, but also to help her with the food and guide her so that the food that she was having, because she had some medical issues as well, some of the food that she was having just wasn't agreeing with her. So intuitively I was aligning the food for her. Also, she had rang me previously um, because she's well known in America. She's very press, savvy, and everything else. And she'd lost her voice. And she sent me a message, which I still have on my phone today, that said, I can't speak and I know you can heal me. I need to be, I need to be speaking to the press tomorrow. And I did what I knew and healed her. And the next day she was on impressed. She, was, she did press for the rest of the day. So she knew that I could be a huge support for her. And even though she's kind of intuitively inclined, again, she works in a very logical space. So having somebody else to support her was really, really useful
0: one of the things that i think stands out about you is you you do talk spiritually like let's not let's not pretend you don't like there's some random woo stuff going on there but you have this bridge if you like where when you talk about manifesting yeah you often talk about the work that you also have to do. Like you, aren't, you are definitely not somebody that says, just manifest it. You know, you're like, you need to get your ass in gear and do some work, which I really like because it is about, you know, you, you do have to do that. And we know that. Yeah. And I think that's why so many people who are not normally spiritual take to mm-hmm. you and, and yeah. they listen to you. And you've told me before, like things not to eat, like that you've intuitively- she, she, she doesn't listen, she I doesn't didn't. listen, she does I do listen. I haven't eaten the things that you've said since you've told me. Um, yeah. Because I kind of think that, let's say I don't believe in it all, so what? Like, yeah. I'll give it a go, <laughs> you know? I'm a bit like that, <laughs> I trust you um, and what you believe, yeah. you? and therefore I, I yeah. will give things go. But you now want to help people on a bigger scale and that's why you have your HEAL method. Talk me through that method. So the HEAL method is
1: pretty much a way to contain what I do and to make it less confusing. So we talk about food in the HEAL method. We talk about abundance. Uh, We talk about self-love and falling in love with yourself. But most importantly, it's about not just healing you, but The rest of the world and realizing, acknowledging that how you show up impacts other people around you. It's not just about you. And from modern manifestation techniques, I'm fed up of seeing somebody sprawl across the the beach saying, I manifested this Hmm. without talking about the essence of manifestation, which is action. Yes, you, I've created some incredible things, but I remember being on my one of my first lives with you. And I don't know if I've told you this story. I had a, the same voice came to me and said, you're going to work with her. And I remember at the time you were very much like, look, I don't, I, it's not my thing. I don't believe in the whole woo aspect. I don't believe I'm that woo-woo to be fair. But I remember this voice saying, you're going to work with her. And I was like, that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. Like we're, we're not aligned. We have- I can't tell you how many spiritual people say this as well. Yeah. And I was just like, it's never going to happen. Now, here's the thing. I have worked hard and I've worked hard, not for you to notice me, but I've worked hard. And by the time you came to me and said, I want you to, you know, be as an associate coach, etc. I didn't even know I was on your radar. And I said that to you, my response. And you said, no, I've been watching you. I work hard. You have to plant the seed for something to grow. It's not just going to happen. And I'm fed up of people. You see, you got me on my high horse now. <laughs> I'm fed up of people who turn around and go, well, I've put it out there and I'm waiting for it to come. And I go, well, what have you done to attract it? Because it's all about energy. Um, and here's the thing, whether you like it or not, logic is here to stay. What I am promoting is take the intuition that is god-given that you were born with it's the second thing you were gifted after your breath that's why babies can sense if they're in a safe environment or not because they know they can feel it because they haven't been conditioned yet in this this world where society politics our family members are telling us what to believe the babies haven't picked that up yet so they're allowed to discern um what's aligned with them or not so all I'm asking is for people to realize that you can actually merge your intuition alongside your logic and create magic and I I've worked with you to see that there is part of that that you do like I've had a one-to-one with you which was phenomenal and I remember you looking at my business I was like that's what
0: I do for other people's business how can I do it for mine? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's harder though to do it for other people for, for your own I always you think know. you can't see the label when you're inside the bottle but I do work on intuition and not many people realize that but you did when I was working yeah. with you and there is there is an intuition where I can look at someone and where they want to go and there's a yeah. lot of different ways to to get there you know there's a million ways to make a million pounds but I'll know the way that they need to do it and it sometimes surprises me I was with charlie day she won't mind me talking about this at the weekend and it was a one-to-one day with her and i said okay i I know what you need to do this is what you need to do and and i think she was quite surprised because it isn't anything i've done (laughs) because i haven't even done those things but i know that she can and i know it's going to work for her and that part of that is definitely an intuition-based thing yes of course there's always going to be some logic to it but yeah i do follow the intuition i have
1: And I could tell that straight away in in the way in your approach. And it's so pure and natural. I loved it. It was probably like, I can't wait to have another one. -one. (laughs) I really can't. I can't wait to have another one -one because it literally, it, it brought tears to my eyes. I remember leaving your home that day, my heart being so full and just thinking, wow, somebody can actually see my business. And not everybody does that. Everybody comes from the very logical, do what everybody else is doing, or they'll say to you, well, make it it your own. And it's very different than really putting your eyes on someone's business. And that's what I do. And I help people to not leave anything non-intuitive on the table because it's very easy for somebody to be successful because a lot of my clients are successful. They've, you know, they've made multi six figures and all they're interested in now is how can I Pivot from here because as human beings, we're like that. We want more. And it's very easy to be successful and think, well, I don't need to, I don't need anything else. So I don't need to be my intuition. Actually, my clients who have multi six figures um, businesses, and I think one of them is about to hit her million, is literally coming from the space of, I would never have been able to discern this just from using my logic going into meetings and understanding what your stakeholder needs, um, looking at your content and aligning with the content rather than just putting stuff out there. Um, you you sent a post the other day saying, throwing spaghetti on the wall, you know, or being able to walk into a room and not adhere to people's needs. All of these things require a level of intuition. And that's why when people meet me, they feel seen, they feel heard, because before I come in there, i just want to make sure that i'm being the best i show up in the best possible way and that i adhere to what people need but also get what i need as well so it's not just about give 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 but
0: being able to receive do you think it's possible to learn how to use that energy and intuition 100%
1: 100% it's something that i i do i'm currently running a challenge it's called intuition to impact. And I can't wait. I can't wait to get people in there. I've called it several names before, and this name came. I've tested it. I've worked around it. My messaging isn't perfect, but do you know what? The What, what is really, really profound is the people who have worked with me before are coming in and speaking to this challenge, and they are showing what you can do with your intuition and how quickly you can pick it up. You just need to decide if you want to or not, but it's like everything, you know, do you, when you look at your life, are you in love with it? Are you looking at your life and thinking, do you know what, I have everything I possibly need. And this is not about gratitude. This is from a place of, you know, I have to evolve, because if you're not evolving, what are you doing? And that's what your intuition does. It's just an extra tool that you add on that allows you to stand out because I don't want to be like any other intuitive person out there because we're all intuitive to a certain level. But what makes me stand out and have probably more exposure than most people I see in, in my space is because I allow my intuition to guide me alongside with some logic.
0: Yeah. So if there's somebody out there right now that is like, do you know, I'm not in love with my life and maybe this is the piece that I'm missing, where is the best place for them to come find you?
1: The best place right now is on Instagram at Manifestation Kitchen. And if you click on my bio, I have a huge, it's almost like a website or a drop down on my bio um, where you can either book a call with me. DM me, I'm very good at responding to messages. Um, I am, I'm phenomenal at responding to messages. So just reach out there. I will be running the intuition to impact challenge on a regular basis because I believe that rather than wait until the next launch, I think it's just great to just keep on running it to give people the support that they need, they're free. You come in and you just come and learn just that other side of you that you've not tapped into
0: amazing and we will put those links in the show notes as well thank you victoria for being here i i'm always just fast you can you can tell guys i i haven't even spoken because i'm always just like fascinated by victoria's life <laughs> And the things that happen to her, Joyce has, has a new story every time we meet for a, like a drink or whatever. She's like, "Well, this happened," which I love. I um, I so, thank you for being here and taking the time to be with us. Go and check out Victoria's stuff. Go start on Instagram and go and check out what she has. And thank you guys for listening. As always, I will be back next week with another episode of Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.